Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined today by Andy H. Murray, and we'll find out what that stands for imminently. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of that, this sort of thing, rather, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from the Daily Wrestling Podcast. We preview and review Raw SmackDown, the show formerly known as, a- as NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, premium live events, pay-per-views, we have wrestler interviews, roundtable discussions, we sometimes answer your wrestling questions, as we did yesterday, check that one out, and host a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, and it is happening today on Wrestle Culture. And who's cooking it up this week? It's Phil, isn't it? Uh, Remember the, what he did last quiz time? Master. He did the fiend entrance themes last time. What's he got cooking this week? I uh, can't wait. We'll find out. But inside baseball, bit of a inside look into the War Culture office. Yeah. That quiz was so over. We yeah. usually play a quiz. The Wrestle Culture quiz usually gets played between me and Hamflit, who you hear enough of during the week. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you're gonna get a bit more of me later. But um, and then we always do it, and then we would just pop in daft for that quiz last week. So he's. Sensational. He's set a standard, actually. He really has. It's it's the, a new bar. The guy who does it every week just ain't cutting it no more. Willborn, step your game up. Come on. You he's, can't just download it off our website, man. you gotta you got to craft it. He's got to craft it now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully with, like, well, ideally with, like, audio elements. Yeah. I mean, let's try and get a visual element somehow on this audio medium. That'd be fun. That would uh, be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a good show, man. we got a lot to talk about later on. we got... Well, chaotic things. I think I might pick the topics this week, and I might make them chaotic as hell. Please but, do, because I cannot be bothered to host another one of these things. But, good stuff. That means I have to sing a song, doesn't it? All right. You know, ha- that's the thing. That's the mm. thing that Wilborn doesn't get. You don't yeah. have to. No one's holding the gun yet. You don't have to sing a song. If I can think of something funny, and I'm not a very funny guy, so that You're will a funny be a challenge. Guy. Well, you know, in spite sometimes of sometimes a bit. Of- be a bit afraid to be funny. Will. Yeah, but well, I don't like burying stuff. Even for ah, me, really, you're really good at it. Quite, quite good at it. Yeah, but I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think that anyone's listening to. Like, I don't have the same flair for it as you and Hamlet do, or, or Brian Alvarez, or someone like that. I don't have the voice where he's going bah bah. So I can't. Sorry, Brian. If you're you're obviously not listening, but if you are, we um, love Brian Alvarez on this podcast. We're big fans. So. We're big fans. Well, you're gonna have a test of what you can bury and what you can't because you got a SmackDown to preview <laughs> and Bray Wyatt's on it. So let's see how this one goes. But we start nah. with um, we'll sing the song in a bit. Yeah, we, yeah, we're definitely gonna sing the song. But we start with at least in the talking discussion here. Logan Paul returns to. Wait, wait, wait. Where are my manners? <laughs> Okay, there we are, yes. 
So the first of hopefully several games that will be played uh, throughout the day is we like to play a game called Guess the Copy. So you know how WWE.com's website staff have a mandate, basically, to try and sex up and make more brutal-sounding, like, the crazy collisions and all this kind of stuff. WWE's big book of adjectives. Yeah, absolutely. So we do Guess the Copyright. So Logan Paul returns to blank, blank ahead of Crown Jewel. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, I love this because I, I, I put the images in the article for our Raw Ups and Downs article every week. Go on www.com, get out of the gallery, and then publish it. And they've always got one in there, like the scintillating images from Raw yeah. or whatever. And it's like a picture of them is yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. How's that scintillating? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The bone-crushing spectacle. And they're standing over here is like Reggie and, and Dana Brooke. Reggie! Um, yeah, remember Miss Reggie? Re- I miss Reggie. I know. He's a fun guy, wasn't he? Unique. Unique with the Cirque du Soleil skill set. Fun. Um, the blank blank that Logan Paul's going to do. So it's, he returns to blank blank. Okay, he returns to... I'll give you a clue. It's very easy. Uh, okay. Um, they, say, uh, they say it all the goddamn time. He, he returns to... Ooh, the, uh, erupt the universe. Build momentum. Oh, okay. How do you do that? <laughs> wow. How do you do that? I'm presuming he's going to have a war of words, because if Logan Paul was going to wrestle on TV, you'd damn sure know about it. Yes. So usually, uh, my understanding of this WWE parlance is that you win a match not to send up the rankings or get closer to a title picture, but to build momentum. Yes. And get the confidence. And I, I, the thing is, everyone takes a piss out of it, but there is something to it. It's form. Mm-hmm. There, is a, there is a very loose sporting concept here where, like, if you build momentum in the PL, it's you develop a run of form, you win some games. It's just form. It's just a synonym for form, but it's very American and Vince. But how can he possibly build momentum tonight? <laughs> it's just what a, what, a, what a horrible preview. <laughs> no, it's horrible. No, not you, not on your end. Oh, but no, like these what, are what they put there, it's like build momentum. By he's going to talk into a microphone, and then maybe like someone representing the bloodline is going to come down and go. Actually, Logan Paul, you're bad, and you're not going to win. And Logan Paul's going to go. Actually, Paul Heyman, you are bad, and you're not going to win. It's literally the extent of it, isn't it? Yeah. Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Murray. You can answer this question on your own terms. But um, does it mean that WWE television is automatically terrible considering (laughs) considering they did a genuinely good, I thought, press conference gimmick outside the confines Mm. of WWE TV to build this match? And I was kind of on the hook for it, as much as I'm going to be for these cursed Saudi shows. Um, Everyone knows you can only have 20% investment in anything that they do. Um, at best. I think it's about $50 million worth of investment yes, for this absolutely. show. So. Absolutely. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I didn't like Paul Heyman just going on an anti-YouTuber rant. <laughs> it just... That cut me to my soul. Yeah, no, no. I was like, brother, this is how I earn a living. Come on, I've been doing this for six years. So not only was it you know, a personal slight, but I didn't really feel particularly invested in it because the comparisons he made were just asinine, in my yeah. opinion. It felt like he was just trying to grab... A zeitgeist that eludes a very old man who has been institutionalized by a WWE system. Regardless, maybe that was just a one-off. Hopefully it is. I just don't know what they can do to build interest in this match at this point. It's kind of the the inherent problem with having an effective non-wrestler. And indeed, Logan Paul is drastically miscast. But he's a celebrity. He doesn't need it. They kind of need him. 
and he wants to play a babyface, and it's stupid because he would be a tremendous heel. Yeah. He, in fact, is a tremendous heel, but this is what we're going to get. Help? Yeah, so, like, my thing with this is that I would actually... I think the match could be really fun, right? Yes, it could. Like, I think it could be a blast. I would I genuinely love to watch this with just a big box of popcorn and a couple of beers and just have some fun and, like, not think about how silly it is because that's kind of, like, the key to enjoying um, matches like this is a freak fight. It's freak show stuff because, like... Within a, if WWE was kind of like this rigid sporting framework competitive thing, it's like guy who has two matches and no history in the sport gets world title shot. It's kind of silly, but they don't. It's just yeah. it, it it's big theater wrestling. It's it's so I'd be totally into this actually if it was on a normal pay per view. And I think the thing with the build is that the A to B not, might, might not be particularly exciting, but Sami Zayn is kind of peripheral to it, and he's great. So <laughs> he's going he's gonna to make all uh, segments that he features, in, even if he's just furniture in them, good and watchable and enjoyable. Because he's, I think he's, well, I mean, I think, I'm presenting that like it's some kind of insight. It's not. He's the best TV guy in WWE, best TV performer, uh, certainly at the moment, probably of 2022, uh, if you consider like the whole package together. Um, the problem for me is that... An, if you, if you don't want to hear me talk about Saudi Arabia for a minute, I guess you can skip a minute of this podcast. But I it's I cannot get earnestly invested in anything that happens on these shows because they're inherently evil. Um, and they exist, lest we forget. And it's important to remind people of this, I think. Uh, they exist. Every time. Every, every time. time. you got to do it. you got to call these things out for what they are because otherwise the sports washing is effective and no one has these conversations. That's the whole point of these things. Uh, they're being paid $50 million per show by directly by the Saudi Arabian government to run these shows as part of the Saudi Vision 2030, I believe the name of the program is, which is designed solely for nothing else. It's not designed to entertain the people or whatever. Um, It's designed to rehabilitate the image of a government that has horrendous human rights record. Terrible stuff going across the board. Like, go and look at the Amnesty International page on Saudi Arabia's human rights record. Their treatment, for example, of LGBTQ plus people uh, and various other bits and pieces. That's from the government. That's where they get this money. That's why they're running these shows. It's not WWE going over there and going, hey, let's give this underserved audience a cool show. That's not what it is at all. If the government wasn't paying them these mon- this money, it wouldn't happen. The shows would not be occurring. It's why boxing goes on over there and stuff as well. Um, and, you know, a common response to this as well, they run shows in the US and the US government's bad. It's like, yeah, the US government is pretty whack. But at the same time, the government isn't paying yeah. them to run these shows. It's literal propaganda. Uh, and for me... I'm unable to separate that. I'm not a separate the artist from the art guy. I think that's an inherent falsehood. Um, I don't think that's possible. Not for me, at least. If you're able to do that, more power to you. Uh, but that's what these shows are, and I can't get invested in them. If you took this in a bubble, and if this was happening at a Survivor Series, for example, hell yeah, I'm in. This is fun. Popcorn, stupid bollocks. Yeah. But uh, the specter of the crown jewel that hangs over this show and all the stories going into it uh, do Tint my analysis. Yeah, same here. And I'm gutted that it would appear that Gunther Rey Mysterio is going to happen. Like, that is... If I had to pick a WWE dream match of any two acts on the entire roster, like, Jesus Christ, that would be it. Yeah. I think. Gunther would certainly be on one side of the ring. Absolutely. And I'm trying to think of... Well, it's Gunther versus someone because I think Gunther's the best wrestler in the promotion. And um, Rey Mysterio's... Like in the top three, shout! Yeah, he's just so sympathetic. He's just going to get his chest blown to bits. The idea of Gunther eventually crumbling and selling for Rey Mysterio 
could be magic if they built it correctly and they are two masters and they would and it's going to be amazing but it's going to happen on these shows and that really sucks and if it wasn't Gunther versus Ray this is just a tangent it would be Gunther versus Cody yeah. Cody is so awesome as a baby face when he's got the fans behind him and especially with the, the pec injury that would be inbuilt and Oh, that would be awesome. The Rollins Hell in a Cell match was great, obviously, with the added drama from the, the injury and the ghastly visuals and all that. But can you imagine if it was Gunther in there? Oh, Jesus. Him? I don't think you'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he would. He would. Cause he would kill him. <laughs> it would be, he oh would have God. no chest. Oh, my God. That would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, it's happening on these shows. And, look, people might be bored. Four years deep into this arrangement? Yeah, something like that. Greatest Royal Rumble was um, after WrestleMania 34. um, Four years into it, but it's important to keep pointing it out because the way these things work is that time has this effect of callousing events, traumas, whatever. You know, to use the cliche, it heals all wounds. And so you naturally don't give a toss about something as palpably as you did when it actually happened but that's how these things work. And it's very insidious on more than one level because they, I honestly think by design, made it as wacky and as house showy as possible. A 50-man Royal Rumble, that's ridiculous. They Triple H and John Cena doing no yeah, moves. Yeah. They could have sold a 50-man Royal Rumble on like a Silver Vision video back in the day as this ridiculous extracurricular, doesn't really count, but it's fun, it's going to sell. And then gradually, they've pretended, in my opinion, this is only my opinion, only my inference. They've pretended that they had no um, designs whatsoever. And I know this isn't a SmackDown preview, but we'll get to the freaking fiend momentarily. I think they pretended all along that they never were going to, under any circumstances, have women appear on the show. So that when the plan to actually put them on the show, which I think was in place all along, it's scanned as, oh, see, we are changing. We are softening this regime's approach to um, women. No, I just think that was the plan all along. That might be complete bollocks. That is my inference, and I'm allowed to say it. And they are then starting to do canonical pay-per-views, like an actual like monthly pay-per-view that is customarily taking place in the U.S., Elimination Chamber. That gets in Saudi Arabia first. Can you imagine the backlash if they were going to do that in year one? Yeah. It would be fierce, but now no one cares as much because time does its thing. They don't. Sports washing works. It really does. Like, uh, And the sign of it working is people not having these conversations. Um, I think it's really important that the media outlets who are covering these events go over these things and, and don't just go, oh, yeah, man, the card looks really great for a Saudi show and all of this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Too often, it's like excitement for the show. It's this, it's that. It's the storylines, it's the characters, it's the the pomp and circumstance and all of that the bombast uh and then at the end it's like oh uh, yeah of course don't forget that they're morally dubious for like half a minute and it's like no nah, this should be the defining conversation um uh, and looking at today's smackdown preview i'm glad we've kind of veered into this um and, and i've yeah. only got three more things to talk about oh well one of them's a fiend and i'm looking forward to yeah, that. yeah. um but yeah, and we'll stress again, it's the regime, obviously. Uh, it, it's it's the human rights record of the regime in Saudi Arabia, and this is an attempt at, at, at sports watching that, at, at making you uh, think, le- think less about that. And hey, look at this grand event we've put on. Um, you see, the, I mean, these shows are laced with propaganda. The first couple of ones, it was like, hey, look at this fountain. We're going to focus on the fountain for two yeah. minutes. Hey, look at the weather today. Isn't it nice? 
I think the last one they had like Goldberg like dancing around at a party and stuff. It's like, look at the great time we're having. Remember when the Undertaker introduced Pitbull? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like, and uh, Pitbull. <laughs> Just it is what it is. We've we've called it. We've called it out. We've been consistent with this from day one. We will continue to be so. Um, we're never going to be the the that just sits there and goes, eh, "Isn't this show great?" And um, that's where we're at. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Yep. Well, we're also at Week two, or week three of Bray Wyatt's return push. First, Fightful Select, which is ostensibly a guarantee at this point. Very reputable lot over there. Um, He's set to appear on SmackDown tonight. Thoroughly expected. We covered it on the news, which you can go watch on YouTube, of course. Um, But the fact that it is in itself a new story, when it's generally one of the most accepted things that is going to happen, speaks a lot about um, Bray Wyatt and his temporary, I would say, not yet fully substantiated level of star power because we've been here before. He didn't make an absolute difference last time around. This is different. I think people have a lot of trust in Triple H um, being the one to actually make this work because that Vince McMahon, has he destroyed Bray Wyatt or is Bray Wyatt a hack all along discourse? Doesn't factor in this time around. So there's interest in the Wyatt character from the masses, not necessarily from me. Um, What does he do? I think they're going to go with... The idea of a normal guy Bray Wyatt, the, the Bray Wyatt we saw last week where he was speaking about, like, I've never been able to present this version of of me to you before, um, kind of slowly being, like, 
I guess, tormented or taken over by this un- Uncle Howdy, isn't it? The mask. Uh, that's the name we're going with, with, the trademark and all of that stuff. Seems to me like they're they're going to go down that route. Angie's going to be hanging out, T-shirt, chilling, being Bray Wyatt. Uh, he's never going to be like playing pool and stuff like that. He's Bray Wyatt. He's always going to be doing something a bit aloof, a bit off kilter. Um, I think they're going to go for the gradual creep of the, the, the spookier aspects of the character coming in, uh, taking him over, going full evil. Um, I wonder if they'll maybe do something with the characters that were there at uh, the Wyatt Six, if you will, that were there at Extreme Rules. We saw Huskers, we saw Rampant Rabbit, I always call it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we saw the Flippin' Fiend, of course, in a bin bag at ringside, chilling, vibing, uh, shooting some b-ball outside of the school, as fiends do. Um, and maybe we'll maybe we'll get some fun stuff with that. Maybe they'll build to like a Firefly Funhouse match where it's Bray Wyatt in the t-shirt or maybe with the Uncle Howdy mask facing off against these characters and slaying them and moving on to something new. Um, I think that lore fanatics people who are really into like the lore of bray wyatt and all of that stuff i know we've had our fun with the lore of the fiend and all of that over the years but people who are really into that kind of thing are gonna love what's coming next i think they they hired that fella i i've forgotten his name so pardon the disrespect but that horror movie chap uh to be like a creative creative lead and you'd imagine that that marries up a little bit with bray wyatt because they they apparently had a prior relationship bringing in a horror movie person, someone who's worked on those before with a guy, Bray, who's very influenced by that line of work, suggesting to me that we're going to get all kinds of craziness uh, coming to the TV. It's going to be fantastic for the content, 100%. Yes. You're going to have fun analyzing this stuff. And people, like, say it a million times to the point that it's not even insight anymore, but there's no such thing as a casual Bray Wyatt fan. There's, everyone loves him or they're just not into it. Um, so the people who are hooked on this, and do the numbers show, it's a lot of people at the moment, are going to love it. I, I hope we get to hear the entrance music again this week, man. That was, what the, what an interesting turn that took. Die for me, brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it's, for me, it's laughable. It's just so cringeworthy and cheesy. I understand. It's just the idea is like a more triumphant, upbeat, uh, defiant, I guess, theme song with the idea being that, you know, he's overcoming his personal demons and all the rest of it. And look, I'm, I'm a fan of incorporating re- uh, realism from mm. a performer's personal life into their performance. It just scans us all the more true. But is that the route to take when you are dicking about with monsters and the like? I'm not entirely it's... certain. But like the thing about Bray Wyatt is that he is a horror movie character to the end. And part of horror is that it's a kind of a ruthless money-making franchise machine and in order to create new um, editions of horror franchises, you kind of have to wreck on the whole thing a lot. We've seen it with the Halloween uh, series, countless others, and Bray Wyatt's one big wreck on. And they have to wreck on because everything that he does basically gets stigmatized to be a joke. The Fiend got no reactions in arenas. He got beat off Goldberg in three minutes, and it was a complete joke. So now, and The Fiend existed in the first place, to disassociate fans from the original version of the Bray Wyatt character that had also been killed and made into a complete yeah. laughing stock and into oblivion. So this is their... L- in three years' time, with the way the cycle happens, they could be... Oh, Uncle Howdy was a joke, wasn't he? Mm. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And we'll get something crazy and new. Yeah. Maybe just... we'll finally get Sister Abigail versus the Pumpkin. I've been waiting for that for years, yeah, man. Yeah, no, Everyone was like, oh, so glad we got Finn Balor versus AJ. Really? Because it was a four and a quarter star match at it, best. It kicked ass, 
But come on, man. You I want watch, to see a I pumpkin watch, wrestle Sister Abigail. I watch matches I kick ass on a weekly basis exactly. at this point, exactly. so it's just ridiculous. But yeah, I don't know what Bray Wyatt does. If I had to guess... Uh... <laughs> well, what's he going to do? Like, what, is he, he's, he can't cut that promo again. Yeah. He could come out, sell a little bit of apprehension, or he could just be howdy this week. Yeah. I don't know kick someone's ass, jump into a feud, or maybe they're just going to do, like, character bits and bobs before doing that. Um, maybe so think... Someone could cut a promo in the ring, like a baby face that they don't care about. Like, Ricochet, who I was reliably informed, is going to get a push under Triple H's WWE <laughs> era. Um, I love reliably informed. It's such a dickhead. Like <laughs> I am, in fact, a dickhead. But, like, a baby face that they don't care about, then <laughs> lights go out. Then Howdy comes out and does a squash. And then next week, Wyatt can come out none the wiser, like almost apologetic of what he's wrought into the WWE universe and all this kind of stuff with a dual personality gimmick a la Funhouse Wyatt, Mr. Rogers Wyatt that we're calling it, and The Fiend. Uh, Sonia <laughs> Deville is going to be working a match against um, Liv Morgan, who, as WWE.com has it, Continuing her descent into the darkness. Ooh. I love when it, I love this, right? And it's so harsh on like the female wrestlers with talent and agency who are um, doing a new character because the second, the very second that they flirt with a heel turn or a dark direction or a new aesthetic change is what it ultimately amounts to. Loads of incels just go. Well, dye her hair black and she can be my surrogate proxy big titty goth girlfriend because I need someone to be Sister Abigail. <laughs> I need someone to be Sister Abigail. And, like, why would you willingly volunteer a talented, like, terribly miscast performer or poorly pushed performer and say, oh, they can be Sister Abigail? Mm. But people want it to be Sister Abigail. It's is been this way for years, hasn't it? I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Paige is going to be Sister Abigail. Then Liv Morgan was going to no, be I Sister Abigail. Yeah. Alexa Bliss kind of was... Um, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss, it's the most wrong thing they've ever done and no one ever calls it out. Yes. I don't want Liv Morgan yes. to be anywhere near this kind of thing. It's literally one man who's consistently told the truth about that storyline, and it's Joe Lanza. Um, yes. I've been on that train as well. Yeah. He infantilized yeah. a woman, and why were they associated with a romantic overtone as a result? It was creepy in the extreme. But hey, at least it gave us the box-like structure. Where else? What else would give us... Such a gift. Yeah, Liv Morgan just can't she can't she can't get away from these MMA fighters at the moment, can she? She's had to Ronda Rousey for a few months. Yeah. Now she's get she had Shayna Baszler. Now she's getting uh, Sonia Deville. Um, so yeah, the weird uh, push of her as SmackDown Women's Champion. It was for sure. I think there was uh, a lot of people, understandably, quite quite excited about the prospect of Liv as champion because it was someone that that does have quite a passionate and strong following. Um, someone who a lot of people have wanted to see just get a chance in the spotlight regardless of any past accomplishments or something someone who's not had a big belt before let's see let's see how they do um and i think that the run i, I wouldn't call it a success I, certainly not uh, i don't think it was her fault necessarily um they made her look like a bit of a loser throughout that feud with ronda uh, a lucky kind of escapist champion 
Doesn't do it for me, brother. Uh, I'm not into that kind of babyface act, the kind of idea that the babyface champion is fortunate to be in that position. Uh, I think that undermines the point of their fight and their struggle to get there in the first place. And if that's their character, then maybe they should lose the belt in the first defense and they'd be a better chaser. Yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't really into that. I like the idea of Liv kind of showing Ronda that she's leveling up through these wacky spots she was doing in the builds to their final match, um, which I did not get a lot out of um very stodgy affair and i'm not a big look at this botch guy as people know but they were quite harmful uh in that bout unfortunately so i'm all for a new a new direction for Liv. i think she's uh she's clearly got some 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 traits that connect with a lot of people seems like a good person uh and you like to see good people doing well yes um We'll see how the spooky stuff translates. I echo your sentiment on the Sister Abigail stuff. But hey, maybe she'll be really good at it. <laughs> Who the hell knows? <laughs> Ultimately, if it's not anything to do with Sister Abigail or anything adjacent to the white universe, it's the crux of this is half decent. And it seems to me like something of a course correct in that Liv Morgan was just geeked out, presented as a total fluke competition winner, um, and worse yet, sold it as if the victories over Ronda were legitimate. And it was just woefully unconvincing and yeah. cringe. So if the idea here is, right, okay, Liv Morgan is going to have to learn how to kick a bit more ass and not just pretend to do it, then that is ultimately the problem that a lot of fans had with the push. And if they're correcting it, so be it. So I will, in fact, let this one play out. And the wow. only other thing advertised... Um, I'm only going the only other thing advertised for this show, SmackDown, that is, is Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi um, going up against Eosky and Dakota Kai um, for the women's tag team titles, which increasingly feel like an irrelevance because there is no division of which to speak. And I think at this point, people have really stopped fantasy booking um, those Sasha Banks and Naomi returns. But ultimately, there's some great talent in this ring. There's some talent that, while not great, has something about them, whether that can be fostered um, by the WWE system is um, uh, another matter. But ultimately, the match should be fine, I guess. Yeah, I think a pairing of Shotzi and EO always has a high chance of doing something completely insane. So yes. You might get something wacky uh, from those two when they're, when they're throwing down. But yeah, I mean, there's some wider comments that are valid, I think, about the damage control presentation so far. Um, doing the week-to-week has matched the hype of the big debut at SummerSlam, which was a really fun angle, and the showdown with Becky and Bianca. You might be generous to that and say, well, Becky's been injured. Maybe she was factoring into yeah. that. Maybe they had to rewrite stuff. And I'm willing to I'm willing to accept that generosity as my own. I'm quite happy with that. Um, yeah, it should be fun. should be fun, man. Um, hopefully they can actually build something of this division. I know it's it's suboptimal because Aaliyah's injured and she's the regular partner of Raquel. Uh, so you have to bring in Shotzi. But Shotzi's fun. She's really, like, exuberant and, like, she has an energy that you can connect with. Uh, and she will do crazy things in the ring. So, yeah, maybe we'll have a good time. Absolutely. Uh, there's nothing else advertised, so I think that's pretty much the preview. But one thing, right? How do you think they're going to build uh, the Gunther Rey Mysterio thing? I would take Rey Mysterio against any member of Imperium. Yeah, yeah. Those matches would be good. The only problem, and it's kind of the reason why it's actually happening, is that Rey Mysterio, you know, he's been um, estranged from his son, who's turned heel and evil, and therefore he's had to go to SmackDown and get away from it because he can't face it and all the rest of it. What a shame that they're doing Gunther versus Rey Mysterio now that the split has happened. Because Gunther chopping Dominic Mysterio's oh. chest to mince would have been such a great heat angle to build this actual match. Oh, man. That would have been sensational. Timing is just very unfortunate, isn't it? Um, 
how are they going to build this? Uh, yeah, man, I would keep it simple. Like, really simple. It's Aikner a, versus, or Giovanni Vinci versus Rey Mysterio. 12, 15 minutes. Oh, rip. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. Uh, it, I mean, people are probably sick of this kind of answer from me, uh, but I think wrestling's best when it's simple. Uh, guy faces second guy or third best guy in the stable weeks before he faces the top guy in the stable. It's just good classic pro wrestling booking from the mind of Triple H. He's into that kind of stuff and it would be a really great match. Well. Yeah, I'd be absolutely simple. bang up for like Giovanni Vinci is just phenomenal. Yeah, so explosive. So good. Yeah, man. I want to see more of what you can do. So physical, just like a spectacular wrestler that doesn't get anywhere near enough credit. But hopefully with a match that we've just manifested, one would hope, we will get to see that. But let us know what you think ahead of SmackDown tonight on the uh, under, sorry, the Twitter link to this podcast at WhatCultureWWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for a whole bird of Annie You can follow me at M. Cedric. Again, you can follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Um, later on today, we've got Wrestle Culture. And look, I don't want to put too much pressure on Phil's very slender shoulders, but ultimately his quizzes... <laughs> are invariably fantastic and I'll yeah. be absolutely pissed off if he doesn't deliver a great one but I've got trust in a very very talented and indeed good man so stick around later for that um, and again thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us and until then we will see you soon Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.